you're listening to the Soul Yoga Podcast, a podcast for the modern mystic mama. I'm your host, Amanda Aaron, soul guide at Soul Yoga Retreat. I invite you to take a breath for your body, mind, and soul. Retreat from the mind movies. Break away from stress and anxiety. Root down and ground yourself into Pachamama, Mama Earth. Join me for a journey to live from our highest selves. Through ritual and ceremony, we create sacred space together. We hold space. We create a safe container to evolve. This podcast is a space where I authentically share my journey, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It is a space where I guide the modern mystic mama to reconnect with Mama Earth. Honoring the turn of the wheel, we use plants, astrology, and kundalini yoga to break old belief systems to move towards soul-level transformation. By uniting body, mind, and spirit, we become present, enjoying each moment fully, and embodying our highest selves. Welcome to this space. bath uh, this week. My bleed started on Wednesday and I had a bath that evening instead of just on Friday. And I thought to myself, oh, I just had so many ideas in my head that I wanted to talk about. And I thought, oh, I should definitely record a podcast episode today. But I was just very much wanting to be with my body and I was tired um, but I still had all these ideas in my head and and it would have been very beautiful and in the flow to have um, you know to have recorded an episode that day but I really I really just thought, you know, if I don't think about it again, I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to worry about it. It wasn't meant to be. But there was something particularly that was on my mind that I thought, okay, this is definitely something worth sharing. Um, So this is a part of my, my book that I'm writing, which is Personal Journal Entries. Um... I mean, the working title is something like Discovering or Awakening My Divine Feminine. Um, And this book is really more like a a memoir, just journal journal entries plus inserts in in between of, you know, adding more information or saying what I've learned now or having a reflection on my initial journal writing. And it was really, um, you know, learning astrology, finding kundalini, learning about herb lore and um, healing plant medicines and uh, the feminine flow. Yeah, everything like that. The feminine flow is, is really the trust of abundance, right? So there was a lot of... Um, unlearning and relearning from 
the mindset of scarcity, seeing the the world as not enough um, versus everything being full of abundance and unlimited, infinite abundance. Um, And so at the start of that, I think probably my first connection to really... um, to uh, a, a, a cyclical mm, process really was my my own cycle of my body um, the flow of my blood and uh, what emotions I'm feeling and watching the flow of energy and uh, it was yeah I probably started paying attention in like 2017 I guess so that would be tracking you know really tracking okay when am I fertile um knowing when my bleed is coming all of those sorts of things and then in 2018 um the thing that I'm you know trying to get to is to share about the white moon woman and the red moon woman um, and so this was really interesting terms for me to learn. So um, even in the witch trials, um, many women uh, who bled with the new moon um, were considered not to be witches because they would follow uh, the typical energy cycle of the submissive Um, you know, subservient woman that would fit into the patriarchal society. And so she would be, you know, during the dark moon, she would be um, also in the dark, you know, finding comfort in the shadow time of being introvert or, um, you know, less social, something like that. And while Christianity was really um, taking over the world at that time, a lot of the farmers um, still really followed the cycle of the moon for planting uh, and knowing the seasons, that kind of thing, knowing when to harvest what food. Um, And so, you know, they would be aware of the new moon and and the full moon, and the new moon is kind of this time of of reclusion, of... of, um, you know, staying home, being quiet, um, and then the superstition that the church created around that is that the um, the new moon was this kind of evil, dark time, right? And so you don't want to be um, you don't want to be out during this time because if you were out, especially at night, you know, it would be totally, totally dark. You can't you can't see anything. There's no reflection from the moon, so. Um, it was just considered this evil time, and so you would stay indoors. And so women who bled with the new moon um, would naturally follow that uh, that superstition set by Christianity. And uh, the red moon woman bleeds with the full moon. And so, um, you know, coming up Saturday, so I'm recording this, on Friday, God, is it September 9th today? Um, So Saturday, tomorrow is the full harvest moon of September um, 2022. 
and I started bleeding on Wednesday. And so, um, you know, many people who follow the full moon, the, the energy of the full moon or the new moon, uh, will tell you that three days before and after is when, you know, the trailing effects of this heightened um, time of energy or a heightened time of rest. And so for the full moon, it's this time of energy, wanting to be social, wanting to be out, bustling, moving around, um, you know, being charismatic, socializing, being an extrovert. Um, but the bleed time of a woman's cycle is, um, you know, tr really uh, can be draining on the body. Um, the, the uterus is having such extreme, maybe not such extreme, but the uterus is having these contractions, um, you know, wringing itself out wringing the nutrients from the walls of, of the uterus. And so um, it's, it's, it's really a time uh, to, to go inwards, to allow the body to work, and not really a natural time in the woman's um, cycle to be out and social and active. So when you bleed during a full moon, uh, you know, the full moon still pulls you, still affects your energy. And so you may find you still desire to be social, um, but it is uh, it is a very um, it is a very protected type of being social. You know, with close loved ones, and um, you know maybe one or two people. This is really not a time for large gatherings. That'll probably make you feel really exhausted afterwards and so you're still having to kind of guard your energy um but there is such a dry you just want to talk you just want to talk to talk to people and 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 you feel um buzzing like you want to make social plans um, but at the same time you know like your body is just so intensely focused within um so it is quite a time of of balance and, and so during the witch hunts um when there would be women who were bleeding, who were being social and out, they would think, oh my God, you're a witch because, you know, this isn't natural. This isn't the natural flow of your body. You're supposed to bleed during the, during the new moon and hide yourself, you know, kind of withdraw from your social circles. But to be um, bleeding and to be social during the full moon is, um, was a sign of witchery. So I found that extremely fascinating. And um, my cycle isn't quite always 28 days. But then the other thing is the moon cycle, we say it's 28 days, but it's 28 moon days. So when you exchange moon hours to earth hours, it's actually about 29.5 Earth days is the cycle of the moon. So if a woman's cycle is 28 days, then slowly but surely she will be kind of moving from one, you know, bleeding with the full moon to bleeding with the new moon, bleeding with the full moon, bleeding with the full with the new moon. Slowly, this is this is very slowly. Like maybe throughout the whole year, she'll kind of migrate throughout the cycle of the moon, whether it's bleeding with the full or bleeding with the new moon. 
Um, and I remember um, that August in 2018, for the whole month, I, I charted every single day my energy pattern because um, at that time I had kind of come down off of my second um, career burnout and just feeling really lethargic and generally depressed. Um, and so I was just really interesting, interested to see okay, where in my natural cycle are my energetic days because I'm just not feeling it. Um, you know, I wait until after I'm done bleeding and then a couple of days later I'll hit my um, peak fertility. What I did in order to learn my own fertility cycle is um, simply watch my cervical mucus. So there's kind of this white uh, phlegm excretion, this mucusy excretion uh, after you bleed, and that uh, is a substance and excretion from your cervix, uh, which can keep sperm alive for five days in um, in the uterus until the egg is released on your, you know, 24 hours of of, of fertility. And so um, watching the, the consistency of my cervical mucus, I knew, okay, I'm, I'm usually the most fertile on day 10 of my cycle. So I might bleed for about five days, um, and then day 10 is kind of where I hit that um, peak um, fertility, uh, which is supposed to be your, your peak activity or your the the peak of your energy and then from there um, you kind of I think it might be called the enchantress phase something there is a phase after you're fertile and in between the window of when um, you start bleeding again and for me this enchantress phase between um, being fertile and the next bleed is like the longest chunk of time just like so introspective and um, you know they say it, it's a really good time for divination or um, like channeling um, so that could be like writing down a question at the top of your page and then um, just writing whatever flows through you after that, kind of allowing your body, your intuition, your spirit, your soul to answer that um, question, kind of that channeling of your inner uh, inner wisdom, inner knowing. And so to me, like that is super, super heightened, like that period between ovulation and, uh, and the next bleed is... Um, seems like it's it's a really long time and so I was just wondering like okay where is my peak energy because I'm really not feeling it on day 10 and so it was just interesting to see like my energetic shift is kind of about a week before I actually bleed um, and that is the time when I really need to withdraw um, in the last year since my since my cycle has come back I get really bitchy just like cannot take a joke I don't understand what sarcasm is um, I'm super moody I usually wake up in a bad mood and that week before I bleed is um, 
up to even two weeks before I bleed now is it's just a very heavy heavy cloud over my head Um, and I've been really trying to pay attention to that and um, kind of manage my my support of my own body better time alone time doing things um, that I really enjoy such as letter writing um any of my craft projects like scrapbooking or sewing um writing my books and so um you know the other thing is afternoons um, I usually have a crash I'll just be so tired around one o'clock and so um that's really the time for me that I need to you know this kind of week two weeks before I bleed is my is my um alarm clock to myself of okay you're crashing like let's pay attention here let's get you some sugar and some um you know fats uh, whether it's a cheese or um, some chocolate and a nut some protein uh maybe a black tea maybe a coffee um coffee lately has been making my stomach upset so I'm looking at, you know, okay, well, is it a hot chocolate that I need, maybe a green tea, Um, just something to support myself in that crash, afternoon crash mark, Um, because I know that when my energy crashes, my emotions crash, and I'm just really a lot moodier when that happens. So these are all the things that I'm watching, right? So my... um, energetically you know my kind of angry PMS emotions are not necessarily while I'm bleeding but kind of the first the, the the week leading up to my bleed and then definitely the first one or two days usually on the third day of my bleed I'm already up I'm chipper um, I want to get up in the morning I want to do squats you know um, I don't have cramps anymore I'm feeling energetic uh, I want to conquer the world, make to-do lists. This is, you know, this is this this is the switch of energy um, that I only noticed by writing down every single day how I felt. I never realized that you could have an energetic shift before your body was shifting, and so um, you know the 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 time when I'm the most, um, you know, my libido is at the highest is really from day three to about day seven. I kind of lose interest in sex after that, um, at least, you know, the Tarzan sex, and and want more cuddling, more holding, um, softer touching, um, which is not really usual, you know. Usually that type of active... Um, maiden behavior uh, sometimes even leads women all the way up to to when they are fertile Um, and so for me that kind of mother energy um, the the mature woman who's sure of herself usually takes over at about day seven or eight um, and and is very short like it might be only four or five days long before bam enchantress you know wise crone kind of takes over my brain and I'm all of a sudden like you know give me all the divination and um by that I really mean just like journaling I don't I don't scry I'm not staring into candles I don't have a tarot deck I don't have runes I just um 
I've never really connected with something like that. Growing up Christian, I've just kind of had this this deep inner knowing that I have a direct relationship with the divine. And, um, you know, kind of after learning about the feminine energy and and goddesses and kind of, um, you know, how the, the, the Christianity patriarchal society uh, really killed out the matriarchal society, killed out goddess worship, um, you know, suffocated those voices from being heard, took power away from women. Women were no longer allowed in leadership roles. That's a whole tangent, but anyways, that's just why it makes me really angry. And, um, you know, I love, I love church-going Christians. I think you're all fantastic. And I also cannot... 100% align with that anymore. (sighs) That was totally off topic. Maybe somebody needed to hear it. Maybe I needed to share. Where I was going with that is, um, you know, when I say divination, I, I really just mean tuning into myself, tuning into my spirit within. Whether you call that Holy Spirit, whether you call that, uh, Goddess, energy, whatever name you put to it, um, just knowing that that divine connection, that divine communication is not intangible, just knowing that it's so tangible, there's always an open line of communication, there's always messages being shared and, um, you know, being silent and being without distraction is really the best way to plug into that. So I've never connected with runes. I've never connected with tarot cards or oracle decks because um, I see that as, you know, wisdom that is already within me um, that I just need to tap into. I've never, I've never had a pendulum. That's not the right, that's not the right term for it. I forgot what it's called. Um, you know, that thing that you hold that kind of like moves whatever direction, yes, no, or around in a circle, something like that. Um, which brings me to another side topic. I was, um, writing my book, I think last week and kind of the section that I came across was talking about these terms of duality and non-duality. So, um, in yoga teacher training, these are the terms that I learned. This is, this is in the Yoga Sutras, um, an ancient Indian text. And um, these ideas of, uh, kind of revolve around the thought that um, duality is a belief system that God is outside of you. This creator, source, universe, force is separate from you. It is dual to you uh, and the, the 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 doctrine of non-duality believes that I am not separate from universe force creation uh, creator uh, I am one with God I am one with creation creation and me and the creator I am a form of the creation of the creator and the creator is within me. I am also the creator who created myself, who creates my future. Um, so these are kind of the, the, the two main theological um, kind of categories for 
all philosophy, all religion, and Christianity, I have experienced both duality and non-duality. So I think that that is just the coolest experience to have this both and, um, not either or. So that, you know, not not that you really care or it really matters in the scheme of bigger scheme of things, but um, I I believe in both duality and non-duality that there is um, this creator force that is outside of me, external to me, and yet in me at the same time, um, a part of me that I am one with the creator, with the creative force. So I think that's probably enough rambling for now. My uh, my mouth is getting dry, so that's usually my my sign that it's time to go. So for whatever it's worth, I hope there was some wisdom, some insight in there that really spoke to your heart um, that you learned from and maybe gives you some insight on your own journey or your own cycle or your own body, your own spirit, whatever it is. So I give you my blessings and my peace and my love and I send you on your way. Thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourselves.